charge here. That's what the rules are. Hello. Hello. 76? Yes. <laughs> Welcome to Walkers and Talkers, episode 76. Ooh, I love it. I'm David Brody from Elvis Trade the Morning Show, and that's Jamie from Light FM. Hello. I would hope by now you know that, but if yes. it's your first time listening, thank you. Well, Fear the Walking Dead, two-hour prim- uh, finale. That was intense. Yeah, we'll get to that in a minute. We have some Walking Dead news. Yes. And uh, as you were witness to, I got to sit down with Emily Kinney, Beth from The Walking oh, Dead, did. of course. I was a little jelly, but I got to watch at least. Okay, so uh, I'm going to play a couple of clips from that. But uh, on our Elvis Duran morning show, well, not on the show, but members of the show, we now do a thing on Facebook Live called iHeart Now. We have a TV studio set up upstairs from where we uh, are now, and has a couch and a chair. Used to have a fern. It's very swanky. They got rid of the fern. Oh, they like. It, it was very like two oh, like between, between two ferns, ferns, but it was just one fern, <laughs> and it was like next to a fern. It wasn't quite as it was missing something. You know what was missing? Another fern. Another fern. <laughs> so now it's just a couch and a chair. So oh, man. Um, we take turns hosting and co-hosting, and I got to co-host with Daniel Monero from our morning show, yes. and we had Beth Kinney up, and we talked to her about her music. And Emily Kinney. Emily Kinney. Did I say? <laughs> you said Beth Kinney. Yeah, damn it. You know, I, you know what? I, <laughs> For a minute, I'm like, wait, that doesn't sound. Wait, uh, <laughs> Emily Kinney. I almost called her Beth a couple of times, but I was like, okay, it's Emily Kinney. Yeah, Emily. And uh, so I typed up the ID for her to read. Hey, it's Emily Kinney, Beth from The Walking Dead, and you're listening to the Walking Dogs podcast. Here it is. <laughs> Hi, this is Emily Kinney, Beth on The Walking Dead, and you're listening to David Brody and Jamie on the Walkers and Talkers podcast. How cool is that? I love it. She's That's so nice. sweet. She is. But on, on the sheet, when I was writing that for her, I wrote, this is Beth Kinney. Beth I saw on the her reading it. And I, I was like, oh, an intern did that. And then it I was, was like, <laughs> I heard you say that too. But it was me. And I love my interns. But I didn't want to you say it was me. You threw him under the bus. Threw him under the bus hard. It was cute. We're like, oh, we'll scratch it out for you. She's like, it's okay. I know my name. I know I'm Emily. She's yeah. like, I know I'm Emily. She's so cute. So she is. She's adorable. Is a, she's, you th- okay. You th- think that she's acting on, on uh, The Walking Dead and other TV shows she's on. She has a new show out called 10 Days in the Valley on ABC. Yeah. It's a limited run show. It's like 10 episodes, which we also talked to her about. But you feel like you're talking to Beth because she's that little lamb. Yeah, they, her, it is kind of like her character. Yeah. So you you sat off to the side, watched the interview. Yes. Uh, again, just go on Facebook, and I think if you search iHeartNow and Elvis Duran, you'll be able to find it. I actually put my picture with her up on our Walkers oh, nice. and Talkers Instagram. And if you follow me on Twitter at David underscore Brody, and if you follow us on at Walkers underscore Talkers, I've sent out the link a few times, but I'll send it out again uh, probably this weekend. Now, uh, I got to ask her a bunch of questions about her new show, which you can see, but I did ask her a couple of things about The Walking Dead. So My I did... mind was blown a little bit by her answers. Yeah, so I asked her about how sad... I got watching her on Talking Dead the night that her character Beth died. Spoiler, her character died uh, in season five. Um, So here's a clip of me asking her about and telling her how sad I was watching her on Talking Dead. Your half-sister Maggie does not talk about you, and she needs to. I don't hear her mourning you at all. That's upsetting. (laughs) Second of all, your episode of Talking Dead after your character died was as sad and emotional Mm -hmm. to watch as the show itself. You were choked up. I think you were overwhelmed by the other people on the show and your time on the show and, and looking mm-hmm. back. And I know that when you were on Talking Dead, it was probably long after you had filmed it. But right. did all those emotions just come back? Because I was crying watching you on Talking Dead, talking about a fictional character dying. Yeah, I mean, it was a big job for me. It was, and, and anytime you've been somewhere for four years, like that's a long time. And even though I, I had filmed it a while back, I hadn't really been able to tell anyone. So right. it was sort of... It's it's sad to um, to leave a job you love. So uh, I was I still get sad thinking about it. And it was a really shocking and sad death because you loved her yeah, character, right? And then uh, we talked about this on the podcast a few weeks ago. Andrew Lincoln said that he doesn't yeah. ever watch The Walking Dead ever. Doesn't watch himself on TV. So I brought that up to her, and here's how that went. I just read an article that Andrew Lincoln, who plays Rick, never watched an episode. Did no, you yeah, watch he yourself? He doesn't even watch. Like if if we're doing like the premiere party or whatever, he'll leave he won't during watch. the actual showing. You know, really. Oh. 
But, but you um, watched, right? You, have you watched you know, your death scene? I don't love to watch those things over and over. Okay, <laughs> okay leave that to us. Yeah, um, but There's I a marathon will. this weekend, by the way, if you oh, want to catch awesome. up. Yeah, everyone check it out. I, the, the thing is, like, um, I don't like to go in and... Uh, I, I do like to watch it once through, just to see, like, the arc of the whole thing. Right. And kind of see, like... Because lots of times, you know, a scene is cut or a line is cut or whatever. And, and I kind of like to see, well, well, what is the arc of the story of that everyone's watching so that I can, like... You know, for me, it helps me, and then and then maybe I'll catch certain things like, ooh, that came across this way or that way, and, right? Or just knowing what takes they picked, because sometimes yeah. the take can be very different. But I don't like to go in and micro, you know, uh, manage right. my performance too much because right. I don't want to get too self-conscious. Like I don't even really like honestly looking in the mirror when I'm working. Really? No. <laughs> Like at what, I, at what your character's wearing, or like yeah, I mean, I'll like especially with Walking Dead. Yeah, okay. I just, I, I just like there's so many people on set like checking those things. Yeah, and, and yeah, I don't like to get too like nitpicky because otherwise I okay. feel like instead of just sort of being in the moment yeah. and being the, unless the character checks herself out right, a lot, you know, or if she's very needs to be very perfect. Yeah, but if the character's not that way, I don't like to be like you know so worried about like what I look like. Yeah, yeah you never got to be a walker, so you always look good. You didn't oh, have to worry about you. that. <laughs> Yeah, and yeah. also you weren't, it was kind of better if you looked bad. It was like, yeah, I really look like I'm so tired and yeah. exhausted and gross. Yeah, because if you don't It was look better to look that way. She's crazy, right? Wouldn't you watch? She's so pretty. I know. She doesn't even look in the mirror. And I can't believe that Andrew actually steps out of the room for premieres. Yeah. Where does he do all that for an hour? That other voice was Daniel Monero from my morning yeah. show, by the way. So in case you're like, who's that girl? It's not Jamie. <laughs> I wasn't cheating on Jamie. Jamie was watching. I was watching. She approved it. Oh, that sounds it. bad. <laughs> she, I know. I'm so sorry. Oh, my God. All right, so let's talk about The Walking Dead. Yes. We're taping this on Wednesday. On Tuesday. Tuesday. On and, a Tuesday. And the premiere is Sunday. On a Tuesday. On a Tuesday. And the premiere of season eight, episode 100. Yes. Oh, my God. Before I forget, every day this week on Elvis Strand, the morning show... So Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, uh, I'm going to post this Tuesday night maybe, so yep. or Wednesday. So th whatever day you hear this, hurry, listen on in uh, in the morning. Hurry. Uh, and here's <laughs> here's the copy we're reading in the morning. Elvis Strand in the Morning Show, I'm sorry, Elvis Strand in the Z100 Morning Show, is sending you and a friend to Los Angeles to be at the premiere of The Walking Dead's 100th episode this mm -hmm. weekend. You'll also attend a special two-hour Talking Dead Live with the cast of the show hosted by Chris Hardwick. And you'll also get passes for The Walking Dead attraction at Universal oh Studios. God. I'm shaking. So you have to be caller 100 at 1-800-242-0100 when Elvis says it on the morning show. Uh, and for more information, go to Z100.com. There's information there. And the best part, uh, Elvis has to read this information. It talks about, uh, so this is what he reads at the end, <laughs> after the winner wins. Uh, it says, watch the season premiere of The Walking Dead, Sunday night at 9, only on AMC. And don't miss our Walkers and Talkers podcast Woo! on iHeartRadio. Yeah, so that's us. That's us. <laughs> that's us. That's us. But again, that's only local Z100 New York. Yes. You have to listen, live in the listening area of Z100. Tri-state area. If you live out of the country, out of the state on iHeart, you're listening online. It doesn't, doesn't count. count. You legally have to be in the listening area. But if you are and you're in New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, in this area, you can win the trip. Now, we're hoping that we get to go. Oh, man. We're hoping. We, we, we'll find out, I think, by... Thursday of this I week, think so. which yeah. is what did we say the nineteenth? Yeah. So we'll, you know, we'll if we're going, we'll we'll tweet it out and let you know and take pictures and and be your eyes and ears and nose and throat, all that. <laughs> okay. All right. So uh, let's see. So they're running a marathon. I think the marathon started yesterday. Yeah. Of all seven seasons, I've set my DVR to tape individual episodes. You went through all that. I watched. Uh, yeah, I figured out which ones I want to watch again. That I don't want. I like. I like, you know, Netflix is fine. Yeah. But sometimes I like just my DVR ready to go. Yeah. So I, I watched episode one, season one again. I watched that over the summer again a couple times. Yeah, so I, I, I still don't understand the girl. I don't know how that works. First of all, okay, episode one, she bends down and picks up her stuffed animal. That doesn't ever happen they don't, now. They don't, they're not aware enough to do that. Right, but she was then. She was. And then Morgan's wife. Yeah. Morgan's wife comes to the door of the house. And tries to open the door. Right. I mean, they're not supposed to have any memory they of the previous never, lives. They would never do that after that episode, and they hadn't. And they used to, they, they walked much faster back then. Yeah. So I understand they were newer and recently turned. Yeah. But people who were newer and recently turned now don't walk that fast. And they can't open doors. And on fear, they don't walk that fast. No. So I think that was a Frank Darabont thing when they, you know, the original uh, showrunner. Yeah, before he, Scott mm, Gimple. Right. Remember when Glenn and, uh, oh, Glenn. Oh. And, spoiler. Spoiler. 
Uh, and Rick <laughs> had done the guts trick the first time. Yes. Which, by the way, they covered themselves in guts. Yeah. And when the rain started washing it off, the walkers went after them. They, they no longer smelled like walkers. Yeah. Meanwhile, on Fear the Walking Dead, Nick throws like a little cologne of blood on, and he's fine. Nick does like a little dab of face paint blood, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's and like, he's like fine. He's like taking a mister and going, and he's like done. And he's fine. He's fine. So, bullshit on a lot of stuff uh, after the fact. <laughs> retro bullshit. Yeah, re- re- retro, retro bullshit. bullshit. I love that. RBS. Hashtag RBS. <laughs> I love that. But in the marathon, wrapped in the episodes, hidden in, there's three or four special episodes, like the the World of the Walking Dead mm-hmm. and like a flashback. So there's like one episode, well, I'm taping them all. Okay. Uh, but there's one episode where they show you the makeup of the Walking Dead and there's a retrospective with all the actors. We talked about this. It was on last year. Yeah. Where all the actors talk about the seven seasons and they, yeah. they look back. But there's three or four of those special episodes mixed into the marathon. Okay. So uh, go and look at AMC's channel guide and search through the whole week and you'll see the shows that aren't episodes that are that are worth watching. Okay. All right, that's all I have for, for the Walking Dead. Also, on I, br- its own. I brought in, uh, I put up a picture on our Walkers. Oh and yeah, Talkers the Here's Instagram. Negan book we talked about last week. It's so it's the it's the book version. Yeah, of all cover. of the uh, what was it eight issues? Uh, whatever it was. I don't know. It doesn't say. Well, but they, they had been releasing four yeah. pages a week. Then that sounds about right. So it's all of them. So I literally have like I literally have a page and a half left. I started. Finishing. I don't understand that. Well, because I don't understand you stopped. I, I because I was reading, and then you know things happen, like work, and we started our podcast, and so. Oh, you're blaming the podcast. Yeah. When did, did you get the book? Uh, Amazon actually. It was only 19 bucks. Let's try that again. When did you get the book? Oh, I thought you said where. No, I know where you got it. Um, Friday. 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 So, the you've been reading since Friday. No, I haven't been reading since Friday. That's five days. No, I and yet you have a page I, and a half left. I had Who does that? a date this weekend. Uh, oh. Yeah, so I was maybe a little bit busy. Uh, well, I'm not like that, but you know, like I was. Now at is home. this a date with someone new or someone previous? Someone previous. Oh, the one I know about. Yes, the one you know about. Oh, you're smiling. I know. Oh. <laughs> okay. So anyway, speaking of you smiling, has your 10 inch Negan <laughs> arrived yet? Oh my gosh, there's a. Dilemma. I'll take that as a yes. <laughs> no, it hasn't. He was rerouted. <laughs> <laughs> True well, story. True story. We already talked about that. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> When I get him, I think I think your exact words were such and such is is nothing wrong with that. Okay. So anyway, he's yeah. coming. But the, the ten inch Negan is coming. Yeah, he's being rerouted. But anyway, if you go to her walkers and talkers Instagram, he's on a different highway. You can see the Negan book, <laughs> and I highly suggest you order it because it's fascinating. Okay, good. Okay. Now uh, this is um, here's Negan. Yes. Some of that is going to start being sampled throughout season eight. Oh, I cannot wait. We're going to start showing Negan's backstory. It's good stuff. You find out how he gets his jacket, how the bat, everything. Very cool. So let's talk about a couple of things about Fear the Walking Dead. Okay. I want to mention these, even though they're going to touch on things that happened in the finale. So I assume you've watched the two-hour finale at this point. Okay, not you, but... Oh, I was going to say, wait, I I couldn't be sitting here right now. You are a fantastic listener. (laughs) Okay, so Fear the Walking Dead has a new executive producer, as you know, Scott Mm, Gimple. He's calling season, this is uh, a quote, calling season four of the zombie spinoff, Fear the Walking Dead, sense shattering. Gimple, uh, as you know, is the showrunner of The Walking Dead, and he wrote a letter to Chris Hardwick that Chris Hardwick read on Talking Dead. Oh, this is cute. Oh, yeah, okay. Hello, friendos. Fear the Walking Dead season four takes everything awesome that Fear the Walking Dead is now. That's nice that he's plugging it because he's, I don't think he believes Fear the Walking Dead is awesome, which is why they're putting him on it. Yeah. Okay, I think it's good. But it's not The Walking Dead. No. Okay. Uh, everything that uh, is awesome that Fear the Walking Dead is now and evolves it from a Charmander into a full-size Charizard. That's a Pokemon Go reference. Yes. Figure a little Charmander into a big Charmander. Okay. Uh, and new characters, environments, challenges, and situations will see mind-bending walkers. Mind-bending walkers. Ooh, what they're does that so, mean, mind-bending? They're, they're, they're telepathy. They're, they're, oh, they Move things with their hands. <laughs> uh, heroes become villains. I'm assuming the Clark family. Yeah. Uh, villains become heroes. Hmm. Well, most of the villains so far are dead, and Proctor John is a villain. I can't imagine he'll be a hero. Ah, uh, no. So I, I think that's just one of those. Again, I, I refer to this the whole paragraph I'm reading as this season on American Idol. We raise the bar. We have more talent than any season <laughs> before. No, you don't. <laughs> America's Got Talent. I truly believe we've got more talent this season than ever before. That was my Beatles impression of Simon Cowell. I was going to say, that did sound like a Beatles. It was like a Beatles. I was pretty impressed. My British is more like the, the Beatles. The Beatles. All right. 
whereas Simon Cowell sounds nothing like no, that. No, he doesn't. It's like saying I do an American accent, but doing a New York accent, not a Southern accent. There's a lot <laughs> of accents in England. That's true. All right. The Beatles. All right. Anyway, uh, it says, and the family we love expand as their world expands. Okay, so the, we bring on more people because they're killing everybody. They killed a lot. It shall it shall be a giant sized, all new, all different, sense shattering season of characters coming together in the midst of horror, heroism, heart warmth, triumph, tragedy, and tectonic shifts of the Walking Dead universe. Blah blah blah. It'll be better. Wow. All right. So good. All right. Now, when does that come back? Probably. Really, it just left. I don't know. Well, they they're not giving us a breather anymore. Remember, we used to have a week in between. It I, ended. Now it's I ha- back well, Sunday. No, but, but it po- no, no. I understand now. This yeah, but. There was a break between The Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead because we had Preacher. At one point, but now they're just like boom, boom, boom. Like- well, okay. I'm talking about when Walking Dead ends and Fear starts, there's a break. Is there? We, yeah, yeah. May, June, May and June, we had Preacher. We didn't have Fear. Oh, yeah, that's okay. true. All right, you should listen to the podcast. I do. It's just like said. it's okay. overlapping. Remember, we had Fear and Preacher at the same oh, time. Oh, my God. That was. I could, what are there's you sleeping? Oh, my on. God. All right. Uh, in an interview with Entertainment Weekly recently, the uh, showrunner, Dave Erickson, who's on it, he's out. He's the old showrunner. Bye-bye. Yeah, bye-bye. He, by the way, he left quite a mess. Quite a mess. This is what he said uh, in regards to Troy on the show. He said, um, Troy was supposed to survive the finale. Spoiler, Troy doesn't survive the finale. Jeremiah was always going to die, Erickson says. Troy was a hard one because I actually had a conversation with Daniel Sharman, who plays Troy, earlier in the season where I said... That at that moment, my intention was to not kill Troy. And then we got to a place where I realized I had to have a bit more closure than I had originally intended. I had another conversation with Daniel where I said, you know how I said I wasn't going to kill you? Well, unfortunately, now I am. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Here's, so he basically in the article talks about how Troy needed to die to get Madison back on the track of surviving at all costs. That Madison had shied away from, you got to do what you got to do. So much. She let him go. She banished him, and then she didn't shoot well, him. Well, yeah, she did. She and Troy in particular, she let slide many a few times. times. A few times, more than once. Yeah, and there was a creepy relationship going on there. Yeah, but I think she needed Nick to know that you know what you got to do what you got to do. This is who's and boss. that came up a lot in the Nick episode tra- we're going to talk about. Traumatized. He was a little bit, wouldn't you? If your mom took a hammer out <laughs> to and your friend. Yeah. Well, okay. We'll, mm. yeah, we'll, we'll okay. get to that. But again, it sort of also, I think, lends a little credence to the crossover. That Madison may be alpha in the whispers. But there was a lot of little Easter eggs. Yeah. So let's talk about those. We talked about crossover theories. Undead Walking uh, backs up one of our theories from last week. The big theory before Fear the Walking Dead was that Abraham might be the crossover character. Mm -hmm. That he might be the one to go from one show to the other. Because in the timeline, he was in Houston around the time of Fear. Yeah. Because Fear's a few years behind. Time skips and years and all. But we said, well, Houston's close to Mexico, but it's not like they're right there. Yeah. But then in the finale, they mentioned Houston a couple of times. They did. They did. So in Houston, Abraham met Rosita and Eugene. So here's their theory on Rosita on UndeadWalking.com. Okay. Their theory, Rosita is probably the most likely crossover character. In the Walking Dead comic, she is from Houston. On the Walking Dead TV show, her history is that she was traveling with a group when she met up with Abraham and Eugene. The other group members got killed along the way, leaving Eugene, Rosita, and Abraham. Those other group members could have been proctors Hmm. that scattered after a battle of some kind of event that toppled their control, an event like Madison Clark, perhaps. Hmm. Maybe she and the Clarks killed everybody but... Rosita, Eugene, and Amy. Yeah. We don't know that. It's totally plausible that Rosita could have fallen in with the Proctors in Houston. They easily could have taught her about explosives and advanced weaponry. Before the apocalypse, they had ties to drug cartels in Mexico, so the Proctors are definitely familiar with warfare and weaponry. Yeah. So that's the that's that theory. Then it says, Abraham, it's also possible the group that raided the grocery store and attacked Abraham's wife were Proctors, although they didn't have the jackets on because they didn't know to have jackets on. It's all happened years ago. True. Um... If they're the ruling party in the city or had an establishment establishment like El Bazaar, they could have been out on a normal supply raid and come across Abe and his family. Now, remember Michael Cutlets? We talked about this a few times. Mm-hmm. In the two-hour or one-hour, whatever it was, live Talking Dead after season oh, the seven premiere. premiere last year. Yeah. 
And the cast was there, and Scott M. Gimple was there, and they were talking about the season and saying goodbye to everybody. And then out of nowhere, Michael Cutlet stands up and says, hey, you forgot that I have an important episode coming up. Oh, man. Don't forget. Now, that important episode coming up was supposed to be a surprise. Whoops. So as you know, if you're caught up to date, in season seven, in the finale, Abraham comes back in a dream sequence with Sasha. Yeah. So you can see what they were doing before Sasha left to go raid the sanctuary. Yes. And how they talked about life together and whatever. He wasn't supposed to say that. You could no. see Gimple's face like, uh-uh, it's me. And then Chris Hardwick never referenced it on any future shows. No. Like, they got the word, like, maybe nobody noticed it. I noticed it. You noticed it. We all noticed we it. We pounded us. So, in the vein of Michael Cutlets can't keep a secret, <laughs> Michael Cutlets Uh-oh. did an interview and a tweet. In the interview, he said he's open to whatever they want him to do in the future. But what could they want him to do if he's dead? Well, Spoiler, he's dead. Yeah. He tweeted... Crazy shit is about to go down. Oh, my God. Michael Cutlets. See y'all on the other side. (gasps) That's confirmed. Now, other side means one of two things. Heaven. I don't think they're going to do the heaven episode. No. And crazy shit about to go. Other side meaning fear the walking dead. Fear the walking, for sure. Come on. Oh, my God. Come on, Cutlets. Keep a secret. He and Mercedes Mason can't keep secrets. Can't keep secrets. Mercedes Mason was terrible. (sighs) I can't get mad at Michael Cutlets because his name reminds me of Chicken Cutlets. And I love Chicken (laughs) Parm. And I love Chicken Cutlets. Oh, my God. I know it's with a D. It's Cutlets. But it sounds like Cutlets. It does. Cutlets. Yeah. (laughs) So we love Michael Cutlets. So. How great will it be to see Abraham? That's pretty badass. Sergeant Abraham Ford kicking ass on Fear Damn. the Walking Dead. Awesome. And Gimple's gonna be running the show, so it's gonna feel like Fear oh, the Walking Dead. Oh, it's gonna be freaking awesome. Can't and it's gonna it's gonna save that show. It it is until they Abraham says, "All right, I'm going to Georgia." In which case, he and Rosita and Eugene obviously leave alone. Yeah. Because no one else from Fear came with them. No. Now wait a minute. What if part Unless- of what if part of the show is let's say Strand. Goes with them or someone, what? If and they die along the way. Walking Dead, this is insane. But they wouldn't be on the Walking oh, Dead. Oh no, because they're dead. Right. Well, Abraham's dead. Right. But what if they're they like? Oh, we'll go with you towards. What if Madison says, "Yeah, let's go east." I'm from Alabama, right? Okay. And then along the way, they split up. They they have to go two different ways, and then we don't see them again. Or what if he brings them further east? They leave in some capacity, and then she becomes alpha anyway. Oh, my God. My head will explode. So then both things could technically happen. That would be, that's my, if I had a pick, that's what I want to happen. And then Eugene and, and Rosita and, and never would have mentioned them because they, they could have thought they died along the way. Yeah. Or they could have just left them and said, all right, we're going our own way. We're going to Alabama. If Madison becomes alpha on Walking Dead. The only thing is, how does she get up to Virginia? Because that's where, that's where the, well, there's that's, a... There's a you know what? There's another time skip. Stranger things have happened. After the war in the comics is a time skip. There may not be a time skip on the show, but there is a time skip. Yeah. So yeah, Abraham Ford, I'm going with that. Badass. Badass Santa Fear the Walking Dead, Abraham Ford. And you know what? Pretty sure Michael Cutlass is going to tell us as we get closer. <laughs> probably hey, will. I got a hey, secret. Hey, watch my episode tonight. Hey, yeah, whatever you do, don't tell anybody, Michael Cutlass. All right, I won't tell anybody. <laughs> hey, Brody just told me. <laughs> right. By the way, this is episode 76. Yes. Episode 77, which will be up shortly after this one is up, will feature David Newman, Daniel Newman, rather, who plays Daniel from, from the Hilltop, the king, from, the from the Kingdom, right, Kingdom, yeah. on The Walking Dead. So we, we'll have two episodes this week. Ooh, double feature. Yes, very excited about that. All right, here we go. Fear the Walking Dead. By the way, did you notice last night? The music? Well, on Fear, not last night, but the theme, it changed. I did notice that. It was some kind of Spanish music? Yeah, they... I noticed Latin. It. it was Latin music. Yes. I wasn't from Spain. It was yeah. Latin music. Yeah. I wonder if that's permanent or just because... I think or... it was just maybe that episode. Or maybe that episode represents the last episode that they're in Mexico. Who's hmm. they're going to Houston? I don't know. Could be. So Fear the Walking Dead episodes 15 and 16. That's your Things Bad Begun. And Sleigh Ride. Sleigh Ride was... was I, when that you... was bizarre. It's bizarre, but... If you watch Talking Dead, then you understood what it was. Yes. So if you don't know what that whole thing was, we will explain it. All right. So the episode starts uh, starts off. Nick is filling a shopping cart with live walker heads 
and then shooting them in the bas- into the shopping cart like they're basketballs. Yeah. And they're still mo- mouths are still moving. What did you think he was doing at that point? I thought he was bored at first, but I knew there had to be a reason he was doing it. Well, and then I realized very shortly after what he was doing. The Twitterverse, because that scene was on online, it was part of a, a, a bonus trailer. People thought he was collecting faces because that's something the, the whisperers the do. do. Again, I don't want to give too much away, but they thought it was whisperer related. But that was a tease. I, I could see that. I it could see them tease. thinking that. And then when he, so he brings all the heads to the bartender at the slaughterhouse. Then I knew exactly what was and then, going on. But then the bartender cuts their faces off. And again, I thought, oh, oh whisperer. <laughs> but no, another red herring. It was just to get the brain stems out. That was a gross scene. Because people like the brain stems. But is Nick, it, again, is that a real thing? Do people... Really? Really? I don't know. Okay, th- this is a two part really. Part one of the really is really well, you who think came that's true, up with that? and part two really you think I would know? I don't know. Who came up with it? There's people writing a science I know, fiction it's show. So gross. Okay. Okay, I'm done. I'm just saying. <laughs> I think the best part of this podcast is learning along with you. <laughs> that's what I think. I think right now there are people listening to the podcast going, "Yeah, I follow along with Jamie. Oh she asks God. questions and learns stuff, and then I learn I stuff." I ask a lot of questions. You do. I do. All right. A lot of exes have complained about that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you, anyway, had a date, you had a date this weekend. I did. And uh, he's not an ex yet. Yeah, no, not yet. All right. But, you know, the, the day is young. Yeah. All right. <laughs> um, so the bartender takes all the brain stems and he says, yeah, the proctors want as many stems as they can. It helps them fight longer and they're gearing up for something big, Mm-mm. which obviously means they're going to attack the dam. Uh, Nick goes to Troy. Troy tells him he heard some things that his mother's in trouble. So now, nobody's keeping a secret. Yeah, Troy's like, we gotta go. All these people are the Michael Cutlets of the Bazaar. That's so true. (laughs) Everyone's telling somebody. Yeah. By the way, do you think Scott M. Gimple calls up Michael Cutlets on the phone and says, stop it? Um, Maybe after this tweet, he just might. Like, do you think they called uh, Mercedes Madison, Um, Mercedes Mason? They should have. And they say, hey, feel ya. Right? Was it second season at the hotel? Yeah. When she's like, oh, you'll look for me four episodes from now, I'll be back. Yeah. Don't do that. Don't, no. So you know what they did? They made her disappear again in three. <laughs> they did. They were like, oh, oh. Oh, so, you, you want to disappear? Okay. Yeah. You're here. back? Hashtag yeah, where's Ophelia. Yeah, where's Ophelia? <laughs> now let's see your tweet. <laughs> yeah. Oh, now you're dead. <laughs> Ophelia's dead. Spoiler. Oh, my God. Okay. All right. So uh, the credits roll. Uh, Alicia and Diana from last week with the pickaxe, uh, they're heading to a, the trading post, which I guess is the bazaar. Yeah. Again, she wants Alicia to sell her hair. Yeah. And Alicia's like, I'm not selling my hair, man. Let it go. On Talking Dead, she talked about how Dave uh, Erickson, Dave Alpert, one of the uh, showrunners, really wanted her to cut her hair for the show because it keeps getting longer and longer in real life. And it keeps looking really good. Yeah. And that that's not realistic. It needs to look bad. But then again, Carl has great hair. I was like, Carl looks like a Vidal Sassoon ad. So. I did talk to Beth about that. How, yes, how, you did. I, you know, I didn't get too deep in it. I was like, how are the women grooming so well? And have such beautiful hair. Carl's hair is Carl has gorgeous hair. All right. So I'm thinking, because she made a couple of references to selling her hair. She made references again later. I'm thinking that, yes, in fact, Alicia's going to sell her hair. Mm. Like, get so desperate. Or do you think someone's going to take it? No, no, no. I think desperation is going to set in, and now we know where she got the idea from. Okay. So you go, you know what, I'm going to sell my hair. That's yeah, that's true. So I, I'm I'm saying that's coming. Because there's been several references. Now I hope not, because I kind of I kind of I really like her long hair. Oh, her hair is gorgeous. It's gorgeous, and she's gorgeous. And I like it with the long hair. Yeah. That's just you know okay. If you have short hair, by the way, that's fine for you. I'm saying for Alicia Debden Carey, I like the long hair. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Good. Um, now, I complained about this on I I don't know if it was Preacher. I think I definitely complained about it recently online about. Orphan Black, I can't stand, It's it, oh, it was on Homeland? Mm-hmm. Almost every show does this. It's a cliche, and it's impossible. The side impact, the deliberate side impact oh crash. Oh, my God. Stop it, Hollywood. Stop yeah. it. Stop harassing people in Hollywood <laughs> for movie roles, and stop doing the side crash. <laughs> there is no way to know when you're driving down a side street at full speed that you're going to perfectly time a car you didn't know was coming and hit it in the side in the perfect spot so you can go and rob them. Uh, true. Yet it happens 
all the time. It does happen all the time. Look, you want to pull up from behind them and run them off the road? Fine. You want to be coming in the direction, you're like, oh, another car on the road? Hit them on the side. The, fine. Yeah. You can't possibly time. It's not like the car was waiting on the side and then suddenly sped up. No, it just was speeding. It and was then already it... flying and upside impact. It's bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. This is like full bullshit. I'm calling bullshit on the bullshit. <gasps> and oh. it's not even retro bullshit. It's current. <laughs> and you know what? I know it's going to happen again. Future bullshit. Future bullshit. I'm calling retro bullshit and future bullshit. And current bullshit. And current bullshit. Oh, my God. The triple threat of bullshit. Wow. This, wow. I'm Good thing I'm sitting down. Stop this. Now, listen. Every time you listen to the podcast, every time you watch a movie or a TV show. Think about that. When they're driving and there's a sudden side impact, it's bullshit. <laughs> it is bullshit. You can't. Now, look. You can't time that out. If you're in a parking lot or an open field and you've got a clear view, fine. But in streets, city streets... You can't come from the side unless you were coming down a block, perpendicular, T-shaped, flying down the side street. You wouldn't be able to see the car that you're like, oh, let's go rob them. No. Not possible. (laughs) I'll buy the living dead thing. I'll buy zombies walking around. I'll fine. I'm taking it. Oh, wow. That happens. (laughs) Okay? I'm not buying the side impact. No. And when I rant on the Brooklyn Boys podcast, that's my rant this week. I'm going to rant again. <gasps> You're going to rant about the, the T-bone? I may have to, the T-bone. The T-bone. The T-boning. It's not, nope, nope, nope <laughs> not going to happen. Okay. So four guys get out of the car to steal their stuff. They kick their ass. By the way, these are the worst robbers ever. Yeah. They turn their back on the women and reach into the car. They have guns. I know. Make the women get on the ground, take their stuff. One of you holds them at gunpoint. Yeah. Terrible. It was really just, it was a shit show. Shit show. It's just a horribly written scene. And then she's pickaxing them, which is fine. But um, uh, Make a Path Presents, Ronnie Hayes had a great great point. She's flinging this this pickaxe around like it's made of styrofoam. Yeah, that thing's heavy. Yeah, it's heavy, and you're a medium-sized woman. A, a medium-sized man, it doesn't matter. It's it's heavy. Yeah. You're swinging around like, you need to be like, boom. Yeah. But this way, maybe it gets stuck in somebody. It did get stuck in the windshield. Right. Right. Which but, is a little more realistic. But how would you go, got this big pickaxe, yeah. and then pull it out of a walker? I, you can't. Okay, fine. So she's whipping the pickaxe around. And again, I said this weeks and weeks and weeks ago. No one on the on Fear the Walking Dead had a really cool murder weapon. Now there is one. Madison had the baton, but that seems to be gone. Yeah. So finally, we've got someone like Daryl's crossbow and, the, and, and Michonne's katana. Pickaxe girl. Yeah. Great. Pickaxe girl. Great. She's got something. I like that. Okay. Guy has a baseball bat, right? Or a yeah, pipe, whatever it was. It looked like a, I thought it was a bat. And he bashes her in the knee. Ooh. She goes down, and now the walkers are coming. Yeah. We'll get back to them, because that's all we see is Alicia trying to help her with her knee. All right, her we're back. Her bone's coming out. Yeah, it was a little gross. Uh. All right, we're back at the dam. Uh, Taka returns Ophelia's cross to Daniel. Goes to Daniel's room, says, here's, I thought it was an heirloom, maybe. He says, I'm sorry I wasn't there when she was bitten. So now Daniel knows he wasn't there. Yeah. So Daniel's trying to figure out, well, who he was there? He wanted answers, and Taka's like, I don't have them. I don't have any answers. I wasn't there. Away. I couldn't tell you. I was bringing water back for dead people. Yeah. Because nobody needed the big truck of water at that point. Uh, Strand asks Madison if she ever killed anyone. Madison hasn't, has, but Strand hasn't. Which I think that scene was only there to remind you that Strand isn't a killer. Yeah. Because that comes up later in the episode. Nick shows up. Troy tells them all the proctors are coming. Ephraim wants to use the C4 they have downstairs to blow the dam if need be. He just wants the water to go to the people. He wants, yeah, water for the people. Water for the hashtag water for the people. Water for the okay. people. Okay. Troy says, I'll set the C4. He's like, I'll do it. And uh, Daniel doesn't trust him. And he's like, where do you have your training yeah, from? Daniel's he's like, like, who are you? Yeah, what, what military did you serve in? He's like, I, I, I got my training, which I believe... Troy I believe got, it, too. He really did. He lived as a survivalist on a ranch with, with his father. I'm sure he knows how to set explosives. Madison says, I'll vouch for him. Okay, at this moment, Madison's vouching for him. Okay, how long does that last? Uh, Strand says, oh, I don't know, maybe we shouldn't blow up the dam. Let's, uh, let's not be rash. <laughs> let's, let's not be crazy. Yeah, I'm sure you don't want to blow it up because you're a scamming, conniving bastard. Oh, my God, he's really, that was bad. Yeah. Madison tells Nick she hopes he's using clean needles or whatever it is he's doing to get high. Whatever she said to him. And he's like, you don't need to worry about that. You need to get out. The proctors are worse than anything you've dealt with. These people are bad. You need to get out. 
Taka and Crazy Dog. It's Crazy Dog, right? Mm-hmm. Taka and Crazy Dog are leaving. They heard some of their people may have headed north when the herd came in. And uh, we don't need to die for the dam. We don't need this shit. We're gone. We're leaving. All right. Well, that's kind of lame. And then they kind of said, like, oh, we'll be a lookout along the road. And Did they say that? Yeah. Okay. I don't remember that. Which comes back into play later. Shh, hey, spoiler. Oh, it's not a spoiler. Hey. What if people are watching the episode? You know, like you can time the Wizard of Oz to Dark Side of the Moon. Oh what my if, God, they're if, not doing that. What if people are timing the podcast <laughs> like, out to the show? Then they need to get out more. <laughs> All right. Uh, Alicia brings Diana to a medic. Okay, so they go to this medic doctor guy named Eddie, but we didn't see how they got there, where they were. No, they just were there. It was. I think there's a scene deleted. Like I think like there's a scene where she goes, let's go to the bazaar. They have a doctor. Yeah. Just give me that. They, they didn't give us anything. And I the, think somebody edited the scene out, and it's bad continuity. Kind of a bad, important scene. Yeah. All right. All of a sudden, Eddie's there. there, and that, now he says, uh, uh, "You know what? Let's fix up your friend with her knee. They take care of her, wrap her up. She was unconscious, right? Yeah. They, that's what I was also wondering. Did she pass out from the pain, or did they give her something? I don't know. But you know, you know the rule in Hollywood: if you say a word, you got to get paid more. So she got paid less. She didn't say a word. Oh, no, she didn't. She was passed out. Oh, she did at the fight scene, right? Did she say any words in the fight scene? Oh, yeah, they talked in the car. Sell her hair. She still gets paid. Yeah. Sorry about that. Okay. So she says, listen, I have a surgery coming up to Alicia. I need you to assist me in the surgery. You seem smart. Smart. That's all you need? Well, she's, she even goes, she says, I don't have any training. Right. She's like, I just need you, someone to hand me the tools. Yeah. Something seems shady. And it was. Yeah. And I, you know... She runs off to go to this cabin, right? Yeah. And she goes into town looking for supplies, runs into Diana. Diana happens to be going to the bazaar. She gets injured. She happens to be the doctor. And the doctor happens to be the doctor for Eddie, who just on that day happens to be doing surgery on Proctor John. That day. Plot bullshit. <laughs> There's got to be better writing than that. Yeah. It, it just... <sighs> Too convenient. There's a whole universe out there. They keep ending up in the same spots. Mm. Like Madison, when, when Alicia shows up with the Proctors later, jumping ahead a little bit, she's got to be like, what the? I know, right? What the? When she pulled, that's when she pulled up and Strand looked at her, I was like, oh. By the way, AMC allows two F words per episode. Two per season. Madison got the second F word in. What was the first one? I don't remember. I don't either. But it was Madison. We talked about it. And, and she uh, said it again. She said it again. She got the two. Yeah. And so I think like we should be allowed that rule. Oh. Now I just said what the, f- what I didn't really say. Oh, so you can, you can say. I've it. got I've got. Well, is it per season or per episode? Uh, per season, I think it's two. No, for us. Oh, for us. I think per episode. Per episode, two per episode. Yeah, like I think if we say one right away, people will spend the rest of the episode going. He's gonna say it again. Well, maybe she's gonna say it. Oh, one of us is gonna say. Who's it. gonna get it? Ooh. Hmm. hmm. <laughs> All right, we'll figure that out. Let's see. Um. Strand tells Nick he and his mom need to leave. Nick says to Strand, you know something. What's going on? Strand admits the Proctors were coming anyway, but he made a deal for the safety of Madison, Alicia, and Nick. Um, He gets to run the dam once they move on. He's going to be in charge of the dam. So at this point, he's basically thrown Danielle, Lola, and everyone else in the dam. Threw them under the dam. Yeah. Threw them over the dam. Killed everyone, basically. So he could run the dam. And the Clarks will be safe. Lord. Strand, you're a, I'm trying to like you, Strand. I'm trying. I've tried. All his plans are a mess. Then he says, don't tell Daniel. He'll kill me. Yeah. No shit? Yeah, don't tell Daniel. Why would Daniel kill you? Because you set him up to die. <laughs> you're letting the proctors in. So Nick goes to Daniel to talk to him. I don't know about what, why he was there. But Daniel asks him about Ophelia being bitten. This was intense. Nick says he was outside trying to stop it. The herd, because where would the herd come from? He says, oh, I was outside. He's like, wasn't everyone locked in a yeah in a cupboard or a, in a pantry? A pantry? In a cupboard. In a cupboard. <laughs> With Mother Hubbard and her kids and <laughs> old Mother Hubbard. I was lived in a shoe. Oh. One of them lived in a cupboard. Mother Hubbard lived in a cupboard. Yeah. That's, well, that does rhyme. Yeah. Who says a cupboard? The Why old did lady I even lived in a shoe. That? In a cupboard. <laughs> Who says that? They were in a in a closet. They were in a medicine. I don't know where that came they from. They were in the linen closet. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my God. He's like, weren't you all in the pantry locked up together? And he says, no, I was outside trying to stop the herd. And uh, Troy saw it first. And Daniel is very suspicious now about the herd. 
He locks the door behind Nick and says, you're lying. When I saw him lock it with like a legit bolt, um, like one of those padlocks, I'm yeah. like, oh shit. Interrogation time. Oh, Come on. Yeah. yeah. So Daniel says, you know my background, meaning I'm a... I'm going to find out. Yeah. He was an interrog- uh, interrogator and a, and a torturer. And Nick says, do you think Ophelia would want that? And Daniel says, no, but she's dead. Sit down. Troy and Madison are setting the C4 in the bottom of the dam. Did you notice Troy put his hand over Madison's hand? Yeah, I thought they were going to kiss for like a hot second. Mm. It, it got a little weird. Yeah, I was like, Ew. It was like one of those like, Look, yeah, I wrote, I wrote EW on it. L. All. <laughs> L. L. Are they going to? Uh, Troy says the trading post is no good for him and Nick back at the bazaar. He says, I was scared. He's my only friend. He's like a brother to me, but I was scared. Um, and then Troy says something about Mexican people. He sort of makes a comment about the people down there, and uh, Madison says, hey, don't talk like that. You'll get yourself killed. Yeah. <laughs> like, ixnay on the, on the racist uh, comments. A. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, Troy says he's going to miss them all and says he got right with everything that happened. So he says, look, you know what? If we split up eventually, I'm going to miss this. I like you guys. And after all that happened, you know, killing my father and not letting the uh, natives come in and take over the ranch, I'm good with everything. Madison's like, I'm going to miss this too. Like, they had like a moment for a minute. They had a moment. Back to Daniel, he says to uh, Nick, hordes don't materialize. Every herd needs a shepherd. Who led them? That was a good line. Yeah, he goes, don't force me. I thought at that point he was going to like start to like... Cut him? Cut him or like do something physically torturous to him. Yeah. All right, uh, Dr. Eddie takes Alicia to meet the guy in the wheelchair. He's the leader of the Proctors, Proctor John. Um, and he says, uh, I wanted to get a trade route from Texas to California. That's my goal. Another Texas but reference. he's But he's crippled, right. He says, I have a growth on my spine. I want it out. And Alicia's like, I have no experience. He says, you just need to assist. If it works, you come with me to Texas. And I wrote in parentheses, Abraham. Yeah. Oh, we did. Yeah. Yep. I'm like, oh, they're going to go to Texas? She doesn't have a choice, really. Right. He said, if the surgery fails, my brothers will kill everyone in the room. No pressure. No pressure. Daniel says to Nick, it was you, Jake, or Troy. And Nick says, it was Jake. Yeah, the dead guy. Yeah. Daniel says, no, it was Troy. Say it. So I can get justice for my dead daughter. And Nick says, tell Daniel. Nick tells Daniel that he's killed Jake's father. So he destroyed the ranch with the horde. um, And that that's why Jake's pissed. Makes sense. He's like, Jake brought the horde because I killed his father. He didn't believe him. He got out of the room. Mm. But Daniel knew what he needed to know. Yeah. He can tell when Nick's lying. But Nick basically said, yeah, Jake did it because I killed his father and took over the ranch and the whole thing. So Daniel says, uh, you know, you can leave. You know, Daniel knew better. All right, Dr. Eddie's in surgery with Proctor Jim. No, Proctor John. He says, don't put me under. Too too risky. This scene, holy. So they operate on his back (laughs) with with no anesthetic. I guess the local anesthesia. I couldn't look. And um, Alicia has to hold his hand, keep him from squirming. She's talking to him, calming him down. They go through the surgery, and she basically keeps him sane enough talking about his life to survive the surgery. But then I love how Chris Hartwick's like, yeah, he just had a spinal operation. He gets up like, okay, let's go now. Like, he just sits up, and he's like, fine. Well, I mean, they basically took the tumor off his back. I would think he'd be in a lot of pain. He would be in agony. Right. You know, but it's. I call some bullshit on that pain. You calling pain bullshit? I'm calling some pain tolerance bullshit. Pain tolerance bullshit. PTBS. Yeah, some PTBS. That's what I'm calling. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, All right. So back to the dam. Daniel notices the bilge pump is pumping water in the wrong direction. So I'm thinking right away. This is either a this is strand signaling when it's safe to come. That's what I I didn't know what it meant at the time. Uh, Nick tells Madison they have to leave and about the strand plan. Oh, the strand plan. Strand I like plan. that. We have to go or Daniel will kill Troy. He's like, yeah, he knows. Nick knew. Nick knew he knew it was Troy. And Madison says, why? And Troy's there. <laughs> and he says, with his blue eyes, with his pretty blue eyes. I know, he's so hot. He's psycho. He said, I led the horde to the ranch. It wasn't It wasn't right that the Indians had it. Madison's, Madison's like, the Indians? Yeah, and she's like, I let you live. Like, are you kidding me? All we did to keep the peace, you took everything from me. Like, that's the life I wanted. I worked so hard. And Troy says, you let me live, you let me do it, and I would do it again. Like, why are you trying to piss her off? Mm -hmm. You know she's a crazy lady. (laughs) 
<laughs> you know part of her being crazy is why you want to do her. <laughs> oh, my God. Then Madison takes the ball-peen hammer she has in her hand, and she hits him in the side of the head. I thought at the very first hit, I didn't see the hammer in her hand, so I thought she was like almost like, you bastard, and I thought she like kind of slapped him across the face, and then I saw the blood coming down, I thought, oh, shit. And he looked at her like... I can't believe you did that. Yeah, and that's why I thought it was just a, a punch at first. And then I saw the blood. I'm like, oh. And then she did it again. She kind of had a hole in his head. It was kind of Negan-ish. It was. Like, I wanted him to go suck my nuts. <laughs> Beach-sized lady nuts. <laughs> yeah. So Troy's, I, okay, at that point, I thought Troy might be unconscious, like TV show Bloody Head, because uh... then she drops the hammer. And I thought we would see Troy like wandering around later with a headache with the hammer. After this, when he actually fell to the ground, there was like a semi hole in his skull, it looked like. So well, I, it was bloody. But it looked kind of like a hole. So I kind of thought he's dead. But then I thought he's still going to turn because it didn't go through his head. All right. That's when I wrote down on my notes she's alpha. <laughs> That's what he wrote that. I wrote down she's alpha. <laughs> she's, she's, I think she's the good guy turned villain. It, according to Scott Certainly M. Gimple. Just, just All right. Honey Badger don't care anymore. So Daniel runs to the control room. Lola says the water's running in the wrong direction. Meaning that there's no water running into the, the tunnels. Yeah. And then Daniel's like, we, we got to stop that. Strand comes in, pulls a gun on them. Lola says the dam is now unprotected because the water's not going to keep anybody out. And Daniel says to him, to Strand, I know you're not a killer. You're a con man. Hand me the gun. Come on, give me the gun. Did you gun. see? Oh, sorry, the hiccups. Did you see what was what happened happening? Did you think that was going to happen? No, I didn't either. No, I, I anticipated. I anticipated the usual uh, because Strand says he never killed anyone to Madison earlier. That it was going to be one of those. Either he's going to give him the gun, and Daniel's going to smash him in the face with the gun, knock him out. Yeah. Or they're going to fight over the gun and. Daniel's still going to win anyway. Daniel's going to win. That's kind of what I, that's exactly Or what he I shoots think. Daniel in the leg. Yeah. Kind of thing. So th- he reaches, grabs for the gun because Strand isn't going to fire it. And they're fighting over it. And the gun goes off or he pulled the trigger. I couldn't tell. And he shoots Daniel in the mouth. Oh, like through his cheek. Through his cheek. Oh. Right? So he lost some teeth because he spit them out oh. through his cheek. Now, at the end of the episode, I'm just going to jump ahead for a minute. We, we don't know if Daniel's alive or dead. I'm assuming he's alive. I've... He survived the fire in season two. He just one, has a hole in his two, face. Yeah. Which means permanent makeup. Yeah. Like Dwight. If he doesn't get an infection. I think he'll be all right. You think so? He's Reuben Blades. Ugh. You got to have somebody from the main cast uh, still alive. Yeah that's, yeah, that's true. All right. So now he's got a hole in his face, which they'll probably make a small scar at some point. Yeah. To, I mean, how are they going to replace his teeth? Can't go to a dentist in the apocalypse. All right. Uh, A huge amount of proctors enter the dam through the pipes. Um, Some of the guards try to stop them. They shoot some of them, but they can't. Uh, In the hail of bullets, Ephraim gets shot. Oh, yeah. I like Jesse, who plays Ephraim. I like the character, although he's getting a little whiny. He was getting a little weird. Uh, But I got to be honest with you, I'm tired of saying Ephraim. (laughs) I'm sorry. Every time I write it, it looks like Ephraim. R.I.P. Uh, me saying Ephraim ever again. <laughs> um, Strand tells the proctors that Lola and Daniel are dead, which is a lie. Strand finds Madison and Nick, and he, he offers to hide them in a locked room. He asks for the detonator and promises to protect them. Madison gives him the detonator. Would you have ever given him the detonator? At that point, I don't even know. Yeah. I, I mean, I think she was like, uh, whatever, at that point. Because they're locked in this room. Strand sold them out. Yeah, all right. He sometimes can redeem himself, and I truly believe he was protecting them. All right. Part two, Sleigh Ride. It's Christmas at the ranch. The Sleigh Ride song is playing. There's family photos on the wall. It looks of, so nice and aw, cozy in w- there. Now, that was Jeremiah's house, right? Yeah. Right. And it, Travis's picture's on the wall, yeah. and a young Alicia Debnam Carey. Yeah. Um, it looked like everything's great. There's no apocalypse. Madison's in the kitchen cooking a turkey. A pickup truck approaches. Um, she walks outside. There's a headstone. It's Alicia. She's dead. Yeah. And Nick and Luciana have a baby. And then the 
she goes to say hi to the baby and it growls at her like it's a walker. Yeah, that was, you never see the baby's Right, face. and then they drive off. Yeah, pissed off. They look mad. At that point, did you know what was going on? No. Okay. Again, we find that on Talking Dead. It's another one of those where we don't find out what really happened unless you watch Talking Dead. Yeah. What was it last week we didn't know until we watched Talking Dead? Oh, how Ophelia got bitten. Yes, we did not know she was bitten until Talking Right. Well, we knew she was bitten, but we well, didn't know she was yes. bitten by the fan zombie. Yes. Big fan. That, the, zombie. the fan zombie. The fan yes. zombie. The Proctors and Alicia are approaching in speedboats. Zephyrs, whatever they called them. Uh, Strand is on the dock to meet them. Proctor John is not happy. There are bodies in the water. And uh, he finds out they lost 12 men. Uh, Strand's, so he's like, Strand, I thought they didn't know we were coming. He's like, this was supposed to be smooth going. So he says, uh, he says, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? These things happen, but... Uh, your men are killing all the damn workers. It's all good. It's all good. Everything's fine. Everything's working out great. Everything's just fine with Strand. It's all good. Yeah. Proctor John is pissed uh, and he starts heading off and Strand tells Alicia he'll get them out of this. So I'll get you out of this. I'm, I'm he working He calls on Alicia it. nurse. Yeah. Uh, Nick asks Madison if she would even kill him. Like, you killed Troy. Would you kill me? Did you wish every, every once in a while when you get a call, that you get a call at night back in the day that I overdosed or something that I was dead? Yeah. You had no right to kill Troy. At that point, I wrote, he's not dead. He's going to save them all. At that point, I still thought... You thought Troy was still I alive? I still thought Troy was wow. like banged in the head. Wow. Listen, Daniel got shot in the face. He was fine. Like, yeah, that's true. People get up. People get up. People get up in this show. Madison says, I did it for Alicia and you. And Nick says, it wasn't for me. Like, cut that shit out. Yeah, this was an intense scene. I didn't want you to, to kill Troy. And Madison says, I had no choice. And he says, one day, you might have no choice with me. He says, one day I might have no choice, and one day, Mom, you may have no choice with me because I had no choice with you. Mm. Then what are you going to do? You know, what do you do at that point? Mm-hmm. Uh, Lola and Daniel are in a hidden hallway. He's bleeding from his face. She takes his gun to go look for Ephraim, who we know is dead. Yeah. Proctor John says he hates liars to Alicia. This is one of these bad guy things. Yeah. But they all have a rule, you know? I, I, like loyalty, like Negan needs loyalty. This guy, I don't like liars. Yeah. You're a murderer, a drug dealer probably, you know, you're a gang member, but you, you draw the line at lying. <laughs> don't lie to me. Yeah, don't lie, just don't lie to me. <laughs> and then he says, how do you know Strand? Uh-uh. At least he's got a brain in his head. She says, Strand helped save my family. And Proctor John says, uh, what's Good your mother's she was name? about it. Yeah, Proctor John says, what's your mother's name? She says, Madison. He says, oh, well, she was part of a deal originally to spare her. Uh, but that deal fell apart because Strand lied. Yeah. Well, you're choosing to make the deal fall apart. True. You could still make the deal. The deal could still happen. Right. Alicia says, look, I've served you well. I got you through surgery. I took care of your bandages and all. Please spare my mother. Proctor John says he will if he gets on his boat, if she gets on his boat and goes to Houston with him. Hello, I wrote again. Another, Capital letters. Yep. Abraham. Abraham. She agrees. All right, fine. I'll go with you to, to Houston. Why not? All right. Strand comes back to the room where uh, Madison and Nick are, and they jump him. He tells them she is there with uh, Proctor John, meaning Alicia's there. I think she, Madison was like, what the f- uh, Yeah. <laughs> what the what? Right, Alicia's here. Yeah, with Proctor <laughs> John. Well, but yeah. What? The bad guy. She's with him. How the hell did that happen? She went to the cabin. I know. Nick, you were supposed to stay with her. I know. He says she's his toy. Maybe he likes her enough to let you let, let her go. But I wouldn't bet on it. He, he says, here, put these uniforms on so I can sneak you out. He admits he shot Daniel by accident, but he's alive. He says, I, I couldn't do it. Oops. I couldn't kill him. So Nick, Nick says, good, there's hope for you. And he gives Madison the evil eye. Like, there's no hope for her. But like, hey, Strand, there's some hope for you. Uh. Lola finds dead Ephraim. Counting down how many more. T- I think that's the last time I'm going to say his name. Okay, that's it now. Right. We're done now. Right. At this point, I figured out it was like 90 minutes since we saw Walker. Yeah, he disappeared. There's no, 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 not Walker. A Walker. Oh, a Walker. A zombie, an infected. Oh, yeah. It's been a while. The dead. There weren't really weren't many. No, just the the ones that were walking at them at the beginning. Yeah. And the the ones that Nick cut That's their heads true. off. The Proctors are killing damn workers and throwing them over the side because they can't live. I don't, go run, go back into town. Like I know, I know. he kills them. Lola comes in shooting like a mad woman. Oh, God. She sort of reminded this me of isn't... Deanna when she was shooting the zombies, yeah. the walkers. She got cray. You weren't being protected. so and she's it didn't end well. She's got like a six gun in her hand. 
and she's shooting five or six or eight like biker types yeah, who have no. automatic weapons. With no protection. Again, semi-automatic weapons, I don't know. And no protection. Right. So eventually she gets shot in the chest, and then Proctor John shoots her in the head. She's dead. Yeah, I, I, I was not super surprised by well, that. Well, Strand said she was dead, but now she is. <laughs> now she really all is. All right. So Proctor John brings them all back into a room because at this point, Strand was on the bridge trying to get Nick and Madison snuck out of there. Yeah. At the same time, Lola comes by shooting. Again, I call bullshit on timing, but that's the way the show was written. Yeah. So he, he captures everybody, brings them all into a room, and he says, um, where's your, uh, your white friend from the bazaar? And uh, they mean Troy. And so Nick says... He's dead. My mom killed him. I know. Like that was the. I actually rewound that because it made me laugh. He's like, my mom killed him. Yeah. Look, I wrote ha ha ha. Yeah, because it was just so nonchalant. Like he's dead. My mom killed him. And so Proctor John says, "You have a screwed up family." Yeah. And he he tells Alicia to hug her mother, and he sees they had like a cold hug. It was like awkward. Awkward. Which, by the way, the actor said later on Talking Dead that that was part of why the character decided to kill them, because there wasn't the love and that- the. There was no genuineness. Right, and he doesn't like liars, and he, you know, I think if he thought they were a close-knit family, loving, and he would have kept them around. Yeah. He said, so he says to Alicia, I'm going to have to kill you. She's like, what? I, just, I did all these, what? <laughs> Why? And, and, and again, she's helpful, and she's attractive. That's rare in the apocalypse. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't understand why you would. Helpful and attractive. I'm not saying kill ugly people. No. no. I'm just saying, I, okay, not me now. This is me analyzing the character. If you're Proctor John, you're a 40, 50-something-year-old guy who just got out of a wheelchair, and you have this beautiful young woman who's willing to go with you to Houston wouldn't if you, you spare her, her mother, why wouldn't you keep her around? Pour some Bisquick, make some pancakes. Oh, my God. Only if she voluntarily does. Again, this is me thinking the character should be thinking this. True. I don't understand why any evil person like in this type of show like, the governor wouldn't have killed Andrea. He wanted Andrea. Like no, he and he did have Andrea. Right. Yes, he did. So I don't get that. But he says, I have to kill you because I'm going to kill your brother, and then you're going to want to kill me. He says, but I'll kill you first, so you don't have to witness me killing your brother. And then the Madison can Sweetheart watch. of a guy. The Madison can He watch. says, but you, you're going to bear witness. Oh, man. Because you're obviously an evil, crazy woman, and you're going to pay for it. <laughs> even though he doesn't know her. So, like, like the old Batman show from the 60s, you watch it on some rerun or whatever. Instead of just killing them there, then you have to carry them. I know, they make the whole dragged out scene. They have to walk to the top of the dam where they were throwing people off and do a whole say your final goodbyes yeah. and everybody hugs. So Nick goes to hug Strand goodbye because at this point, for some reason, Strand isn't dying yet. Yeah. He's not part of the you're going to die. They're just killing the Clarks. Yeah. Again, for I don't know what reason. Anyway, um, I thought Madison had a gun. Didn't, didn't uh, yeah, she? no, Strand gave her a gun. Right, but yet we don't see her with it. Maybe no. they, they stripped to search her and they Maybe. took it? Maybe, I didn't see it on her. Right. It never came up again. So Nick hugged Strand for a really long time. I thought something was going on. And then on. he looks like he whispered something to him, but he didn't, and he kissed him. Kissed him. Strand says, as they're going to now kill the Clarks, there's an end game, one you didn't plan. And they're like, what, what? He says, the dam is wired with C4 to take down the dam. And they're like, what? No, you're bluffing. And he goes to look for the detonator, and it's gone. It's not in his pocket. Oh, my God. Then I knew. Then you knew. I was like, Nick has it. (laughs) They put a gun to Madison's head, and Nick's like, I want to push the button. Yeah. I don't care. I'm crazy. I'm crazy. I'm crazy like that. I'm cray. (laughs) I'm cray. (laughs) At that point, we're back to the dream. Madison's serving dinner to everyone at the ranch. The autos are there. Daniel, Taka... Was Travis? Travis was no, there? No, Travis was not there. Travis was not there. It was only the men. It was Coop. Travis is a man. Well, I know, but he's not there. He's dead. Okay, but he was there at some point, right? Because on Talking Dead, Madison said it was great to have Travis back on yeah, the show. Yeah, because when they were fast forward to one of the end scenes when she was going under, he was like pulling her out in her dream. It was like a hot second of Travis. Oh, yeah, right, right, right. That right. was it. Right, right, okay, okay. All right. So Madison removes the turkey cover. I've never been to a... a a dinner of any kind at someone's house with the big dome on the food? I haven't either. That's like quite a presentation. I feel like my life is is Not, missing something. 
maybe you should have a big dinner with the dome. Don't get me wrong. I'd still rather have Chinese food out of white containers. <laughs> but a dome would, I, you know. A dome, I could, must I could be, be nice to be a fancy person. Yeah, with the dome. I'm not a fancy person. Are you a fancy person? Um, Sometimes. Mentally? Not... <laughs> what about monetarily? No. Like you think yourself a fancy person, but are you a fancy person? No, I'm not. I'm I'm very down to earth person. Okay. I would rather have Chinese food too. Thank you. Hmm. Some what kind stuff. of food do you have on your date? Um, what do oh we uh went to a cidery. So we had uh, a cidery? Yeah. So we had like seasonal ciders and beers. Oh my. Yeah, oh my. Huh. Yeah. Anyone get tipsy? Yes, we did. Huh. Sophie. Walked it off. Walked. You just made air quotes. (laughs) Walked it off. (laughs) All right. There you go. Uh, So Madison uncovers it's Jeremiah's head. Jake goes to reach for a side of something. Yeah. And Taka cuts his his arm off. Yeah. So now those two things really happened. Jeremiah had his head cut off. And Jake really did lose his hand. did lose his arm, his hand, whatever. There's blood everywhere. Strand gets up and leaves. Madison runs after him outside. He's gone. The field is full of headstones. Yeah. Everyone's dead. Yeah. Back to reality. Nick gets them to lower their guns. Although, I understand you have a detonator in your hand, but if you shot him in the head, he'd probably drop it. Uh, yeah. And maybe it doesn't land on the switch. Maybe it, it does. It probably wouldn't go off. I don't know. Seems like they could have just, you know. Nick tells Pop Mom up. and Alicia they have to leave in a boat to go now. He can't leave because the detonator won't work if he leaves. Proctor John's like, yeah, you, got, you can't leave. You got to stay here. And he says, that's fine. This is my suicide, suicide note. note. Now, at that point, if you're basically saying it's your suicide note, are you implying you won't blow the dam and let them kill you? Or are you implying you're going to blow the dam? Because if you're going to blow the dam, then shoot them. Shoot them all. Um, I, I took that as I'm going to blow the dam. Goodbye. But why wouldn't Proctor John, knowing he's going to blow the dam either way? Maybe they were afraid of that 1% chance of the trigger hitting. See, he should have taken the upper hand. Here's what you do. You put a bullet in Madison right away. Well, that's the thing. And then you say... Then Nick will give it up. Now, we're going to let Alicia go if you give us the detonator. Yeah. If you don't, we're going to kill her, too. Right. But I you, think he would have given that detonator up damn fast. If you believe that they'll let one of them go. I mean, yeah. you know, you, you're, you're kind of screwed. I don't... I, if I'm the, these tough guys, I don't let Nick, Nick pull the old detonator trick. Yeah. The old detonator trick. The old detonator the trick. The old detonator trick. The old detonator trick. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, he says there's no choice. Um... You know, so then Strand says, he tells Strand, you have to go also. He tells Madison, Alicia, you got to go. You have to go or we all die. Get out of here. Now, at that point, if Nick was going to die and Madison and Alicia were going to survive, then again I say, on in the Walking Dead comics, Alpha has a daughter. So then I thought, oh, Madison and Alicia survived. Nick dies. Now they're off to Houston I'm still going with that theory. Okay. Give him like, because you could do Fear or the Walking Dead. Or maybe Nick is still alive, but they're just still separated. Yeah. You could do like seven seasons of Fear the Walking Dead before you caught up to the timeline where Alpha shows up. Hmm. Maybe more. Yeah. So even if Madison went off to be Alpha, she could still be Madison. And then you'd watch her transformation Alpha. That so would I be cool. St- I still think that's possible. I still love that theory. Okay. Yeah, yeah you're welcome. <laughs> Daniel comes out of wherever he was, and he's limping like he's dying. And a bunch of Proctor's men happen to be there. For some reason, they're in the bowels of the dam. Yeah. Well, I, I no idea why. And they're like, "Well, look at that guy; he's practically dead." And then he sorely mistaken. Yeah, he grabs a gun, kills them all, because he's crazy fighter guy. He finds dead Lola with a sign on her that says "Queen of the Water." Oh, I didn't see what that said. It's yeah. Who has the time to put a sign on her? I know that was like really weird. Just as they're about to surround Nick and take the detonator anyway, shots ring out. Men are dropping like flies, talking and crazy dog with a sniper rifle. And here they appear again like they said they would. It was like when Han Solo flew in at the end of Star Wars. Spoiler! Out of nowhere, bullets fly and save the day. Yes. As has happened many times on The Walking Dead. So they take out a couple of them and they're like, oh, you, you were awful on your shot. And they're like very nonchalant about it. Yeah. But rather than kill them all, they take a break. They're talking. And yeah, you would think they would get Proctor John in there. And Proctor John's like, all right, well, this doesn't change anything. He's a couple of Proctor Nine is dead. The big guy with the wasn't long that his hair. brother? And it's Proctor Nine. I don't know. Oh. I think when he said brothers, he meant his brothers and arms. Oh, just I think. like oh, okay. maybe I don't know. And then so so now they're shooting with the rifle. Daniel comes out of nowhere. He's shooting people. Damn and, Daniel. Damn Daniel. <laughs> That's right. 
And then Nick blows the dam. Madison and Alicia weren't far enough away. My God. And their boat gets sucked back into the dam. Taka and Crazy Dog are like, nah, she got sucked into the dam. It was kind of like, it was like, I almost kind of laughed at that thing, at that scene, because Taka's like, oh, they're going to get sucked back in if like, oh, and they're almost like watching, like, oh, there they go. And they like, they can't do anything, so they just leave. Um, uh, Let's go north, north. Yeah, let's go. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> so then we see the water from the dam floods the room where Troy is. So now he's dead. Dead. He's now I know he's dead. He's dead because he got flooded. Yeah. And he never reanimated. No, uh, he never turns. Okay. Again, though, what if he just had a dented head, and when the water came in, it woke him up, and then he stood up and he was fine. Well, I would agree with that if we didn't see him in memoriam. Uh, but what if that's to throw us off? No, I don't think they'd mess with that. Mm. I don't think they mess with the memoriam. I know, but they mess with Glenn, but they didn't put him in. But they didn't memoriam. put him in or whatever. But All right. mm-hmm. he could have been alive, but then he would have drowned. See, it still serves the same purpose if Nick thinks Madison was willing to kill him. Yeah. Now, how cool would it have been if, when the water came into that room, he wasn't there? Oh my God! That would have been great. Could you imagine? So I, I'm I'm saying one percent chance he's alive. One percent. One percent. One percent. Daniel reaches Nick. For some reason, when he blew the dam, Proctor John decided to walk away. Yeah. Like, they walked off. Wouldn't you put a bullet in him at that point? You would think so. Like, hey, prick, and put a bullet in him. Yeah, look what you just did. Hold on now. I mean, what a fucking idiot. There you go. There's one. Oh, you got one. All right. All right, so back to the dream. Madison's walking among the headstones. She reaches down by Jeremiah's grave, and he pulls her into the dirt. Then she's floating in dirty water. This is where Travis came in. Right. She reaches out. Travis pulls her out. Pulls her out. Now, he had to come back to the set for that scene. Yeah. Seems like while he was there, was they would have... like a point two like they flew him to scene. Mexico for that scene. Oh, no. That was in a water tank, probably in, in Hollywood. Yeah. Or wherever. Uh, the boat must have capsized because she's the only one there. She swims to shore, and it's full of locals from the town filling up buckets of water. They finally have water. Did you notice the body floating behind Madison? Yeah, but do we see a face? No. Here's the thing. I saw that. Here's the thing. They did this on The Walking Dead at one point where they, where there was an episode where a girl was on the ground being eaten by walkers and she had the same color shirt that Maggie had. So you thought it was Maggie in the. In the in oh, the, like like with Heath, they made him, we thought he was a walker, but it was really like. Right, right, right. When like they, somebody right. with the same hair. Same hair, the same dress. like a mind fuck. Oh, there mindfuck. it is. Oh, the oh damn it. Yeah. <laughs> I got damn the second okay, one. Okay, nice. <laughs> nice. All right. You know what? There's no rules. Fuck. <laughs> okay, sorry. We're good now. We're good now. Okay. We, we owe one from last week because we didn't do it. We, we got one free. Okay. So the body that floated by yeah. looked like he might have been a black man. He was tall. Well, I couldn't tell. And he had an overcoat. He was wearing a long I trench coat. I did see the coat, but I couldn't really. I was trying to look for a face or a hand. Okay. And I couldn't really. So if that wasn't Strand, who else is floating by in the water? I guess any of the men they killed from the dam. Could be. But none of them wearing long overcoats. Strand is the only one with like a trench coat that's like wool. So I think that was for us to kind of like talk about. Yeah. That was a little Easter egg. Like, they're going to talk about this all yeah. winter. Yeah. Okay. So now, here's what we don't know. We don't know the fate of Alicia. Nope. Nick, Daniel, Strand, Diana. I love what Chris Hart was like, where is everyone? Everyone. <laughs> Proctor John. Nobody. Way, Proctor Nick? John. Yeah. Was very, remind, he reminded me of the governor. Yeah, he did. He was the governor. He wasn't brutally physical like Negan, but he was devious and evil like the governor. So, but a weird slight charm to him. You hot for that? You like that? Uh, maybe a little bit. All right. <laughs> is the guy you're dating? Oh, you're like, All right. Is the guy you're dating a fifty-year-old guy with a mustache just out of a wheelchair? Uh, no, he is not. Oh. Well, were you ready for something different? Okay. <laughs> Proctor John. That's different. Yeah, Proctor John. All right. So, I think we covered everything. A fifty-year-old man in a wheelchair. <laughs> All right. So, uh, look for the next episode with Daniel Newman, episode seventy-seven. Yeah. And then episode seventy-eight. Will be a recap of episode 100. Yes. All Out War. I, oh my God, I can't wait. Yeah. It's time, for Fear, it's time for Fear the Walking Dead to go in the shadows and for The Walking Dead to come back. I'm ready for that. We have been doing some great reviews, I think, of Preacher and Fear the Walking Dead, but it's time. It's game time. It's game time. What time is it? Oh, there's what? another time. <laughs> it's a lot of time. What time is it? It's time, time to, to shut, shut this, this shit, shit down. down. <laughs>